You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm A.G. Andrews, and this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and get 20% off your purchase when you use that code Locked On. All one word. Um, We're going to get into it. This is the top five most important pleaches of 2020 as determined by me and no one else. So, yeah, if you have complaints, you know where to direct them. Especially if you're following me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. I'll do my best to defend him. But honestly, like it's it's a subjective list. <laughs> I don't know what you want out of it. Maybe you just want that ability to argue. And I'll do my best to indulge. But, you know, come on. We'll keep it sporting. We'll keep it fun. No need to go for the name calling. All right, deal, deal. Um, before I get too deep into this one, I did want to offer a congratulations to former Blue Jay Justin Smoke, who, while not getting an MLB deal, is apparently done very well for himself this off season. He's going to Japan. Um, he signed with the Yomiuri Giants for one year. Um, reported to be in the six to seven million dollar range, and I, for one, um, can't see, can't wait to see if um, a Kristen's going with him, and b Kristen's takes on Japanese culture if she does, because I think that would be amazing to follow on Twitter. So um, we'll see, but but no, good for Smokey to get a bit of a payday. Um, he had a rough year last year getting cut by Milwaukee. So to see to see he's he's going to get, you know, basically what what he deserves. A a nice a nice bit of cash to go over there and and experience that culture. I'm sure I'm not alone in wishing him the best over there and you know, if he shows up able to to hit over there because um 176 batting average combined with milwaukee and san francisco wasn't going to cut it and did anyone else know he actually got into games for san francisco last season um apparently he did three games six of bats hitless in all six so no um, like I said, hoping he goes over, hoping he does well, hoping he mashes. I mean, dude had 38 home runs for the Jays in 2017. So hopefully he can recapture that a bit. And, you know, again, wish him the best. So good job, Smokey. Um, number five on the top Blue Jays of 2020, I don't think has to worry about playing in Japan for a while. Uh, mostly because he offers a bit more versatility than Justin Smoke does with his I can play first base really well 
but I need to be able to hit to justify it. So, yeah, the number five name on our list of top five most important Blue Jays of 2020 is the son that we did not mention in the honorable mentions episode that came before this. And if you didn't listen to that, why didn't you listen to that? You should probably listen to that. Um, it's Kevin Biggio. And yeah, Kevin Biggio made the list over Bo Bichette, over Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Um, mostly because what he did in 2020 was assert himself as that piece the Blue Jays were hoping for. And when I say that piece that the Blue Jays were hoping for, I mean he became their Marwin Gonzalez. And longtime listeners of the podcast know what I mean when I say Marwin Gonzalez, because when the 2017 Astros, you know, weren't banging on garbage cans on their way to the World Series, one of their favorite things to do was to just regularly rotate and give their guys days off and let Marwin Gonzalez play whatever position he needed to fill on that day. And that would just be it. He'd he'd go in there and that would give Carlos Correa or Alex Bregman or Jose Altuve uh, a day off and they could just study tape on how to more efficiently bang garbage cans to get the best results. No, I'm not going to let that go, Houston. You're wearing it forever. Deal. You earned it. So, um, Kevin did all right at the plate as well, not to diminish that aspect of his contribution. Uh, he played one under the maximum amount of, uh, games, uh, getting him 59 out of 60, second on the team behind Vladdy. Um, he showed an increase in the ability to put bat on ball. Which is very important. Got his batting average up to 250 this season with 55 hits in 265 plate appearances, 220 official at bats. Um, he walked 41 times, miles ahead of anyone else on the Blue Jays. That's why he led the team with a 375 on base percentage because the dude has one of the best batting eyes in the league and is able to just coax walks at will. Um, actually, I believe the biggest jump from batting average to on-base percentage, just a bit ahead of Joe Panic, who was second, because Joe had that ability as well. I Actually, I think Danny Jansen might have been ahead of them. Anyway... Those were the three guys who were getting on base and, and doing what they needed to do there. And in contrast to Bo Bichette, who we talked about in the Honorable Mentions episode, which again, go listen to that first. Those walks are key to setting up what the Blue Jays want to do with the rest of their lineup. When they have those power bats coming behind them, they need 
runners on base to make them pay. It's why they're looking at guys like DJ LeMahieu and George Springer in the offseason. Guys who are comfortable hitting at the top of the lineup and getting on base to be able to turn those solo home runs into three-run bombs that absolutely suck the life out of an opposing team, especially in this day and age. Solo home runs, no one cares. Solo home runs, great. Great, you hit you hit one. Good good work. What'd you do when the bases were loaded and they were actually pitching to you? Oh, you grounded into a double play. Kill Domage. So and not to, not to say Kevin's not a power threat to do that. Did hit eight home runs this season. Um that was tied for fifth on the league on the team appropriate given he's number five on our list but i assure you it's not just home run hitters but he did everything and that is the key to being the marwin gonzalez is being able to do everything being able to hit for power when needed being able to get on base being able to put bat on ball and being able to play the field because kevin biggio played like, I know it's not eight different positions because he did not play catcher and did not pitch for this team, but he played second, third, all three outfield positions. In addition to playing first last year, he's played everywhere across the diamond except for shortstop and catcher. And when you have someone you can do that, it makes building a team so much easier because you don't have to use three bench spots on guys who can play a specific position. When you have a guy like Kevin Biggio who can go across the diamond and not hurt you defensively. Had a defensive war of zero last year, according to baseball reference, which is good. You know, being, being defensively like that, that's that's fine. That's neutral. That means he is the average player at those positions. And the average player is going to make the play the majority of the time. Now, is he perfect at that? Absolutely not. His outfield play has been spotty. Actually had a 968 fielding percentage in the outfield this season, which is not great. Like, like I know, I know he didn't get a lot of chances there, but I think we all remember the throw. Um, I believe it was against the Yankees that that helped open the floodgates. But he's he's still showing competency enough out there that you can. You know, say, hey, we're, we need to pinch hit here. You're going to have to grab your outfielder's glove and go out to the corner. And he'll do it. And he won't really hurt you. And that's going to be the main thing. That's, that's why he is very important to this core. And, and not just, you know, as a guy who's been around baseball all his life. As, not just as a guy who's emerging as a leader in that clubhouse. He is a guy who can lead by example. And that 
is the important thing with Kevin Biggio. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna continue, um, and and try and parlay this into what this means for 2021, and what he's going to do. But I I need to refuel a little bit, so I think I'm gonna grab a Built Bar because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and it comes in 18 amazing flavors like caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake. Raspberry, banana bread, orange. I can't remember which ones I haven't mentioned because they're all really good. They're all coated in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They melt in your mouth. And they're healthy because they're under 200 calories and contain anywhere from 17 to 19 grams of protein with under 5 grams of sugar. That's under 5 grams of net carbs. So... They're great for losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. So go there, use the promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com and get yourself some tasty Built Bars. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so what does Kevin Biggio mean for 2021? Why is he important? Well, he's not the default answer at second base anymore. The Blue Jays have learned that he can be shifted if need be. If they do not get a third baseman in the trade market or via free agency, if they can't land a Chris Bryant or a Matt Chapman or a Nolan Arenado, Kevin Biggio can play third and be fine. Again, won't be setting the world on fire, but he will play average defense over there. In 10 games, he made one error. That's better than Vladdy, who made four errors in like two games in the playoffs. So, much, much better. Much more tolerable results. And that is why the Blue Jays have been linked to so many names on the free agent market. They haven't signed any of them yet. Watch San Diego sign them. But, that flexibility is why they can say, oh, not only are we on DJ LeMahieu, we're, we're also in on Colton Wong. And we're talking to Andrelton Simmons. And we're, you know, having discussions with Justin Turner for some reason. But they get to say they're doing that with all those guys. Because of the flexibility of what they can do with Kevin Biggio next year. If they want to make him the everyday third baseman, they can. If they want to have him as first bat off the bench spelling guys... Still getting in um, like 130 games in a regular season. They can do that too. He he lets the Blue Jays have those options. He lets Charlie Montoyo play with what he wants to do. And when you can do that, that makes you that much more dangerous to your opponent. Because they can't game plan specifically for one setup. You 
you put them on your on their toes you make them think and overthinking leads to overdoing as a wise philosopher once said so Biggio going out there and and you know kind of proving he can hit in the playoffs I mean he was one for eight and struck out six of those eight times but that was against a pair of starters that are notoriously hard on lefties and one of them they won't have to face anymore which is great love it thank you Tampa Bay But he did also have one of four extra base hits the Blue Jays had in those two games against Tampa Bay. One of only three players to have an extra base hit. One of whom is also on this list and will be coming up in another episode. The other one, I think you know and know why he is not a part of this lineup. Just saying. But... He is a leader. He's a clear leader among that young core. He's he's going to be able to contribute in so many ways. And when you have guys who are kind of narrowing their focus and, and sticking to one lane, it's important to have that person who can remain flexible. And that's what Kevin Biggio gives his team. And that's why he's so important to the Blue Jays and why he will be in 2021. And that's why he makes this list ahead of Bo Bichette and ahead of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Because he's went out, he went out there and proved things. The others still need to do that. The five guys on this list proved things in 2020. And that's what the Blue Jays needed. They needed proof. They needed tangible things to sell to other people. And we'll get more into that in the other episodes. Just a reminder... Um, if you don't want to miss any of those episodes, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it on Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you'll find Locked On Blue Jays. So subscribe. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays. All the episodes are posted on the Twitter feed when Spotify manages to put them in in time. And you can follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Full stop this time. Anyway, that's our number five. Please check in for number four, which will be coming hopefully not at 3.30 in the morning, which is when I'm finishing recording this podcast. So for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.